What is love? Well, the world might define it as a feeling, something we can fall into and then fall out of. But the only thing we know for sure about emotions or feelings is that they can and they will change. Since we know God's love for us doesn't change, how can we love more like Him? Join me as we talk about the fruit of the Spirit, love, today. Welcome to the Faithful 31 Moms podcast. Wherever you find yourself today, multitasking or just trying to catch a quiet moment alone, I'm so glad you're here as we learn together how to live out our faith and point our kids to Jesus. Please don't forget to hit the add or subscribe button today so that you will always be notified about new upcoming episodes. Faithful 31 Moms is a love worth finding ministry, and I'm your host, Mallory Allen. In today's world, do you agree with this statement? People seem desperate for love and acceptance, whether it's based off of how many friends or how many followers you have or based on our feelings that are ever-changing. One thing is for sure. When left to our own emotions, we are moody and we are fickle people, right? And that does not make for solid marriages or strong friendships or being consistent as moms. What the world is really craving is a love that doesn't change on a whim of emotion, But instead, a love that is consistent, it stays, it fulfills. And you and I both know that the only place to find that is to know the love of God. In Galatians 5.22, we first read about the fruit of the Spirit, love. And we see that as Christians, we are given special gifts that grow because we are connected to Jesus. And the first fruit of the Spirit listed is love for a reason. So why does it say this? Because in 1 Corinthians 13, 3, there's a passage that goes through this long list of spiritual gifts, different things that you could have, great things that you could do in your life. But it ends that passage by saying, but if I have not love, it profits me nothing. That's because anything, right, anything that we do without this kind of godly love, even the greatest things, just anything good that you can think of. They're not worth doing, right, without this godly love. But we know that godly love is both contagious and confusing to the world that we live in, and sometimes even to our own families. When you and I learn to love others where we expect nothing in return, that that seems odd to people. They don't know what to do with that. That is a love that is set apart from feelings and emotions altogether. So one of the reasons that the fruit of the Spirit Love, I believe, is misunderstood oftentimes is because our English language only has one word for the word love. To it really explain four different kinds of love. So a language like Greek, if you study um, the Bible, there's four different words for love. So the first, I may mess these up when I say these, but the first is eros, which would be considered the type of romantic love. So if you're married or um, that kind of love, a love between a man and a woman. Then there's phileo, which is a way that you can describe how you would love a best friend in your life. Um, There's storge, which is having like a love and like a deep loyalty for your family. And then there's agape love, which is the the fourth kind and the one that we're really going to focus on today, which is talking about God's love. And it's the only type of love given to those who know him. So if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, you are given this fruit of the Spirit, love, agape love. 
anyone in the world, right? Christian, not Christian, they could have any of these first kinds of three loves. They could have a romantic love, a love for a friendship, and a love for a family member, a loyalty there, including you and I. We all have these kinds of loves. They're all good things to have, but they're also loves that are based a lot on our emotions or our feelings. But only those who know Jesus Christ, like I said, can have this agape love that is unlike anything that the world really knows how to recognize. Um, But I, I do know that they'll know it's different when they see it, right? And hear this today because it's really important. The main difference in this agape love from the other three kinds is not that... It's emotional. It's not a feeling. It's it's an action. That's a word that you want to remember for today. Agape love is an action. The Bible actually commands us to love one another because love is from God. And the commands aren't rooted in how we feel for that day, right? These are commands that, that don't change. So 1 John 4, 7 and 8 says, Let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. So God is agape love. And you have to know God to put this kind of love into practice. It's an action, just like I've been saying. You might say, okay, well, that sounds that sounds good. I understand what you're trying to say, but what does it actually mean for me? So I'm going to give you a parenting example of love in action, apart from emotions that you can probably identify with as a mom. Uh, When you first had like your first child, or it could have been one that came after, but you all probably have had a baby that has been harder than than maybe others. The one that was more colicky, that didn't sleep, that didn't eat well, didn't burp well, like all the things, crying constantly, just a constant puzzle to you. You're trying to figure this child out and it's driving you crazy. But through it all, you still love them, right? So you're probably tracking with me. You probably have one particular child in mind when I'm saying all this, or maybe you're a first time mom and you're like, yes, that is me. Well, my first baby, my husband and I, Jake, he was like this, okay? He had severe colic, just completely had us worked up into a frenzy. We did not know what we were doing at all. And we were at one of our many appointments at the pediatrician because he was losing a lot of weight and wasn't sleeping. And it still makes me kind of laugh to this day. Thankfully, I can laugh about it now. Um, We said to the doctor, or my husband did, he said, I love our son, right? Because he's, he's mine, he's ours, and the Lord's given him to us. But is it okay if like, I don't like, I'm not in love with him right now. I don't really like him <laughs> at the moment right now because like we're sleep deprived. And uh, it was just like a really raw moment in parenting. You can probably identify with that. And our pediatrician just kind of laughed and was like, that's perfectly normal. I am a dad to four. And it's like this every single time, you know, because they haven't started giving you any sort of smile back or sort of thank you or anything like that, right? They're just, it's just crying all the time. And so it made us feel a lot better, like in that moment, as we were completely like emotionally and physically drained, right? We didn't have all the feels, all the feelings or the good emotions about being like a mom and dad at that moment. 
But, you know, regardless, even though that was the case, we still loved Jake and we still were going to meet his needs because we were loving him because it was it was an action at that moment. We were loving him regardless of how we felt about it. You know, we weren't going to call it quits and just stop being a parent because, you know, it was hard and because we didn't like it. But, you know, we knew that God had given him to us, so we took care of him. We were loving him in an agape way, in an action type way. But <laughs> as moms, we're familiar with with love like this. Love is an action. Doing things for our families, not always expecting that thank you. We do these things every day, probably, if I could guess. And even moms that don't know the Lord could identify with what I'm talking about in this example. So what sets love apart as a fruit of the Spirit given to us who only know Jesus? You know, beyond that motherly love, like I'm talking about, loving as an action, it's a supernatural love. So it's not just a love given to you for your kids or your family, people that, you know, you're supposed to love as you kind of think about it. But it's also the Bible tells us in Matthew 5, that we're supposed to love our enemies, that we're supposed to love those that hurt us. And that that takes another level of, of love. That's agape love, love in action. You're able to love, you know, your husband after you've had a disagreement, after you're irritated and you're mad. You're still able to love your kids when they're driving you crazy, when they seem ungrateful. You're you're able to love a friend who hurts your feelings still. You're able to love somebody that you don't even know, you know, uh, or an enemy that you may feel like you have because agape love is a choice. It's completely separated from emotion and feeling. It's something you do and it's not something that you feel. What's a good example of agape love in action? I was trying to think about this question for myself, and the thing that came to my mind was prayer. So when you're angry, you're hurt, you're feeling unseen, you know, God still sees you, and you can still go to Him and pray in any of these moments. You can go to the Lord in prayer anytime, you know, and you can pray for Him to shift your attitude. You can pray for Him to lift that anger off your heart or whatever it is that you're feeling, right? Because you can pray for him to change your heart towards them or that that person would change their heart towards you. Aside from how it has made you, you know, cry or upset or whatever that that emotion may be, because the Lord can give you a love for that person still through prayer. He can give you that actionary love that is agape love. And when you and I learn to love like this, I really, I've been trying it myself, y'all. It's like lifting a weight off of your shoulders because you're learning to love like God loves you. And agape love is true love. It's not emotional love, right? And as women, you know, we're emotional. <laughs> and so to to just be able to separate away from that and just say, I'm going to love because God has told me to, he's commanded me to, and I'm going to do this. Um, it's just so freeing. And today I really want to leave you with three ways that you can practically show your kids, your family, or anyone else in your life that this fruit of the Spirit, agape love, is growing in your life, okay? So the first thing is just remember that love 
Agape love is steadfast. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8 says, Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. So agape love is consistent. It's patient. It's steadfast. Like I said, it forgives even when your feelings or your emotions say not to. It still cares when all worldly reason would say not to. This is the kind of love that we want to teach our kids by example, that we aren't going anywhere, that we're going to be consistent in our love for them, no matter what they do, if they hurt us, if they disappoint us, because that is what Jesus does for us every single day. The next thing is, remember that love serves one another. Just like Jesus showed us in the Bible, he washed the disciples' feet who were going to soon betray him at the cross, or he asked God to forgive those who were crucifying him on the cross because they didn't know what they were doing. That's powerful stuff. Agape love is powerful. It is kind. It chooses to serve others when they don't deserve it. Okay, our kids and many people in our life are going to be like this. They're not going to deserve our love in the way that we think about it emotionally. But We can choose to give people what they need and not necessarily what they want. As moms, we can all think of many examples of ways that we can do this, okay? And then the last thing is, remember that agape love is humble. Like 1 Corinthians 13 said that I read just a moment ago, agape love is not envious. It is not too proud to admit that somebody else is better at something than you are because somebody always is going to be, right? Social media always likes to highlight that. It does not get jealous when someone else gets the praise or the words of affirmation that you thought that you deserved. If someone else's win or something good that they did is hard for you to accept, then, you know, maybe it's time to look inside and say, hey, I've got some pride there in my life. And Jealousy and pride and all those things are are all based off of emotions and feelings. So choosing to be humble and not self-seeking is a choice, right? It's an action, and that's what agape love is. It's humble. And this is a really important one to teach our kids, really by our own example, like by the way that we are doing this in our own life. Really all three of these are, being steadfast, serving, Um, our families and and one another and being humble because this is how we can teach them, right? How to love like Jesus loves us to put this in action. So I'm going to ask you a question. What are some ways that you have done these three things well lately that you've loved steadfastly, you've loved by serving others, even when they might not have deserved it, and you've loved humbly. You haven't let pride get in the way or jealousy. You know, what are some ways as you're thinking that you've done this well? And then maybe what are some ways that you have totally bombed and you have failed with this um, recently? I know that for me, uh, I've had a lot of wins with it, but I've also had a lot of failures as well when I was thinking through this. And so as things are kind of coming to your mind, remember what I said earlier about prayer as a way to love, like put love into action. 
you can pray for God to change your heart in the way that maybe you failed with some of this lately, in the way that you've loved others. And you can ask God to make this fruit of the Spirit more and more evident in your life. Because remember, it is love is the first fruit of the Spirit for a reason, because you have to have love to be able to do all the other ones, right? You have to have love to be able to have joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So for the rest of the year, I will be covering a different fruit of the Spirit each month. The next one for March is how to have joy in any circumstance. And I wanted to mention much of today's devotional came from me studying one of my favorite Bible studies from my hosting ministry, Love Worth Finding, called Walking in the Spirit, which I will be using a lot for the next eight months as we go through the fruit of the Spirit. If you would like to see a sample of this study Uh, or you'd just like a copy of the book to follow along with, I will have both of these links in the show notes. Thanks so much for listening today. If you have enjoyed this episode, remember to hit the subscribe button and share this episode with a friend. And to catch all the latest, you can follow me at Faithful31Moms on Instagram. Thanks again for listening, and remember to keep up the good work of pointing your kids to Jesus. Jesus.